Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Pepper Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Liar, liar, pants on fire, noses longer than a telephone wire. Even kids know about lying. Didn't you hate it when somebody would tell you a lie? Well, you know, actually, the way I grew up, I was the one that, I wasn't a liar, but I was a fibber. I was a little conniver. I was a little teaser. That's how I used to get attention. My dad would even say that. You little tease. I can remember my parents and my grandparents saying, you are just a little tease, aren't you? And there's a difference between a child teasing and a child, even a two or three-year-old, looking you straight in the face with chocolate all over their little face, saying, I didn't touch that brownie. I promise, Mommy, I promise. Can kids be liars at age two? Well, most of you know it's true. They can. But you don't want to call them liars because one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not lie. And so how do we differentiate between teasing and fibbing and lying? And, you know, one of the things God does is he looks at the heart. And there is a great scripture in Titus, which most of us don't know anything from Titus. It's chapter one, verse two, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. This is the greatest promise we can have, eternal life, and it would also be the worst lie that we could ever think of for God or for anyone to say, oh, well, you're going to have eternal life and then find out that it's a lie. I always loved to hear about the story about the little boy who cried wolf, because I always thought it wasn't fair that when he was finally telling the truth that they wouldn't help him. But in it, there was a flock of sheep near a village, and he would cry several times, wolf, wolf, and the villagers would come running, and he would laugh, look what I made you do. And then when the wolf finally did come, and he cried out, wolf, wolf, no one came. So you know, many of us can relate to this, but not all of us. My husband is the most truthful person I have ever known. When I first met him, and it's now been over 50 years ago, we were both teenagers. I couldn't believe that every word that came out of his mouth was the truth. It was just in him. His parents had taught him, whatever you do, tell the truth. He loves the story, and I love to hear it, about a time when he had done something, and his father confronted him, and he looked at his father, and he said everything in him wanted to deny it because he didn't want to disappoint his father. But instead, he said, yes, Dad, I did it. And his father looked at him, and he took him put his hands on his shoulders and said, Son, I am so proud of you for stepping up and facing the truth. He said, If you had denied it, it would have hurt me a lot more than the fact that what you did was wrong. 
but you at least told me that you did it. So therefore, I can trust you. And he said ever since then, he was just a little boy when that had happened. But he said ever since then, he always knew that it was better to tell the truth and even face the consequences if you had to. Well, I didn't like facing consequences because I was always getting in trouble. So I always found out that I was kind of fibbing or not telling the truth or even flat out lying to my parents. Isn't that unbelievable? Now that I'm grown and here I am, you know, having been a teacher for 30 years and teaching university, being on television and radio and married, and I try now to never lie. My brother-in-law still says, Deb, don't lie to me. So I know that, you know, your past will be with you sometimes forever when there are those who have known you pretty much forever. But God, who has promised us, is one that cannot lie. There's another scripture that says that. He can't. He won't lie. And he doesn't. So even at one time or another, most of us, even if it's a husband whose wife says, honey, does this make me look fat? And he's thinking, yes, it really does, but he doesn't want to hurt her feelings. And so he just says, oh, honey, you always look pretty. That's kind of skirting the truth, isn't it? But anyway, some lies may be to spare feelings. We know that. And some lies are to spare pain and anguish. But the truth is still always the best. And scripture tells us we are to tell the truth in love. So whether you're trying to prevent someone from being embarrassed or whether you have just become a habitual liar, as I had been, we know that in this scripture from Titus, God not only never lies But in this particular reading, there were these people that were called the Cretans, and they were described as people who always lied. But we do know that they should have been rebuked because we know lying is wrong. We know it's a sin. Thankfully, our God never lies. Never. Everything he has ever promised is true. Every promise of what he will do He has either done, he is doing it, or he will do. He promised that he would send his son, and he did. He sent the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Everyone was looking forward to that. And it came true because God knew it would be true. And now he promises that all who believe in him, who have trusted in him as Savior, will have eternal life. And that is the truth. That is the honest to God truth because God is the one who promised it. And that means we get to live eternally with him in heaven. And if you have a loved one who died in Christ, you will get to see them again, God's promises. And when he promises and makes his promises, he always carries them out. Heavenly Father, today we ask that you would teach us how to love and live and be truthful your way. Because you walk in truth. You are the truth. Your son said he is the way, the truth, and the life that no one can come to him except through faith in him. They can't come to you except through Christ. He is the way. 
So God, I pray for one right now that wants to come to you, that they would do it through your son, Jesus Christ, the only way, the only truth, and the only eternal life. Thank you, God, that you so loved us. You came to this dark, sinful earth and that you will be with us forever. Stick closer than a brother and love us in spite of our past, in spite of our lies, and in spite of who we were. Because when we come to your son, we are new creations. And that is awesome. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for sticking with me through the podcasts. And if you'd like to leave a prayer request, please do so. Go to my website, www.saltandlightministry.com. I would love to pray for you. God bless you. See you next Sunday. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.